the Bible says that God is with us. And if God is with us and this God is for us, so how do I deal with, with today? I, I, today I was in a store. I go uptown, I speak to people and, you know, uh, some people wear masks, some people don't wear masks. So how do I deal with it? According to the word you said, Hey Matt, you said this about no matter which side you're on. And so guess what side we're on? We're on the L and M side. We stay on the love and mercy side. So how do I deal with fear? Do I have to cast down thoughts and imaginations? Do I have to pray over ourselves? Do we have to, you know, cause I look at it this way. The news tells you everything's wrong. Everybody's wrong. Everything's wrong. Nothing's right. You can't even, you know, don't do anything. Well, a lot hadn't changed. I mean, yeah, COVID's real. So what, what, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to believe the Bible. We're supposed to believe the word. So if you and I would ask Jesus, we're just going to say, Jesus, what do you think about all this stuff going on? I think he would say, uh, it is written. Before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor, Proper Creative. They help me with our brand content and, of course, making our swag. They're the ones that ship it out to us. That's Proper Creative, and they work with any type of business, whether you're a big corporation or a small business or even running it out of your house. They will work with you, and they will help you and relieve a ton of liability and work from your shoulders. That's Proper Creative. You can follow them on Instagram, P-R-O-P-R, or you can go to their website at P-R-O-P-R. R-O-P-R-L-L-C.com. Let Proper Creative help you build your brand and sell direct to consumer, regardless of the size of your business. Proper Creative is definitely a good choice. Welcome to another week of Level Up with Matt Rogers. I'm your host, Matt Rogers. With me, my man, Eli Adelman. Yeah. In the house. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Dude, you had a big night last night. I did have a big night Tell last night. Tell me about night. it. I announced my first game with the Tennessee Titans. It was Woo-hoo. an open practice. Bro. Dude, I got to be honest, a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Really? What was hard? Uh, the pace. The pace of the game. Like, I did good at the reads. Like, ladies and gentlemen, please yeah. welcome our sponsors. You know, stuff like that. Like, that was easy. And then, like, announcing names was easy. Yeah. But like the way like they started us out with the two minute offense and that's like urgency, like there's no huddle. It's boom, boom, boom. Right. And like none of the starters were on the field. So oh, it was like man. second and third stringers. And yeah, my spotter was like, oh, pass complete to 83. And I'm like, well, who's 83? And I had to get the call. It, <laughs> oh, dude, it that's got to be tough because like you can't see them that well from there. Can no. You? And that's the other thing is like the defense had dark blue jerseys on and you couldn't see the numbers and the offense had white numbers, which was easy. But right. Um, I gave myself a six out of ten. Well, at least it was a practice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a practice. Um, but yeah, so that's new. We just got back from our vacation and, you know, school's in. But, dude, I kind of wanted to pivot on this show uh, especially today because there's so many things going on in the world. Yeah. And I know just based off conversations I've had based off people like, dude, there's a lot of fear in this world. And I don't think any of us are immune to fear, but it's what we choose to believe. Right. So, you know, um, I don't like to title this as a, a Christian podcast, even though I am a Christian, because we've brought in people who are atheist entertainers and this right. and that. So I don't like kind of just box us in. But today, um, I want to pivot a very special guest because you know, look at whether you're a believer or non-believer, whether you call yourself a Christian or not a Christian, 
all of us are facing the same thing right now. And it's a very uneasy time. So for me, and from what I've learned is, is who you surround yourself with and what you listen to is going to shape your beliefs. It's either going to encourage you or discourage you. Absolutely. It's either going to build your faith or quench your faith. Yep. And the man that I'm bringing on today has been such an encouragement in my life. Um, he is the pastor of, of the pastors. He's out of Douglas, Georgia. And if you can say, you know, spiritual father to a lot of people, like this guy is the man. So without further ado, our guest today, the one and only Gregory Pope from Douglas, Georgia, baby. How are you? Good morning. We're good in Douglas, Georgia. But I, I was sure I was looking to see if my dad was here with that introduction. You know what I'm saying? So but, I think, uh, look at, I have my father who I love, but I think like I, I have some DNA in me that I think you and I are related. I think you might be my dad too. Well, you better go check ancestry.com. I see a lot of Pope in you. That's for sure. <laughs> Gregory Pope. The, one of the first things you ever said to me when I met you for the first time, I came down there with my wife, Terry, and he looked at me and he goes, boy, if you can't feel at home here, heaven's going to be a strange place. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Well, you know what? We should have the atmosphere of heaven with us, man, as Christians. Right? That's what people should feel and sense. And, you know, you were opening up, talking about fear, about things going on in the world. Fear. Wow. You're right on that. But well, that's you know, why. I was going to say, that's why I wanted to talk to you today, because when I feel discouraged, when I feel afraid, like whatever, there's there's three or four people that I you know talk to. My wife's one of them. Rex Crane's another one. You're another one. When, when I'm discouraged, when I need to be built up, I call you and I'm so thankful for that lifeline. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to extend that lifeline to the listeners today, because Man, like I said, whether you're a believer or not, we're going through this together. Like right. this, you know, COVID's real. Like what's going on with our our government and our leadership? It's real. Like, and now yeah. they're saying, you know, kids can even get sick. So what I really want to concentrate on today, and I'm I'm so thankful you came on the show because the timing was right. And you're so busy and you help so many people. So for you to move some things around to hop on this morning, man, I love you. And that's what that's what I love being here. You know, I love being here. The first time I saw you, I thought, I, I, I already know you, Pat. Seems like I knew you. You know, Rex Crane introduced us, bless his heart. Such a good guy. You're right. He's a good man to call to get yes, word of the is. Lord from to, to know that, hey, God is good. So, uh, you know, it's the same. When you call me, I, I, I feed off of you as well. You know, the word of God's what we what we cling to. The word of God's what I look at. It's what I deal with. So. So let me start. Simple question. Why do you look to the word of God? Why the Bible? Why the word of God? Because people read a lot of things today, mostly your Facebook feeds and your headlines. But for, right. you know, if you read it, why the Bible? Well, whatever, as human beings, uh, you know, created in God's image, whatever we look at, whatever we focus on is what we re will really become. You know, it's like fellowship or friendship. You say who you hang around. That's so important. It said bad com company. Uh, corrupts good morals. Well, good company will increase your character and, and, and uh, association as a blessing by association. So that's why Jesus said for us to assemble ourselves together, to come together. So the word of God, it's God's word. That's why. 
it, it's God. We first have to believe that he is, that he's the rewarder of those that seek you. In the middle of all of this, I've been thinking about and praying about, you know, it, during what I call, you know, we always say Bible times. That means when Jesus is alive. Well, we're still in Bible times. This is still Bible <laughs> times, you know. But right. when Jesus walked the earth, you know, immediately after, old Nero went bananas is, and, and, and was uh, paling, you know, people putting them, setting them on fire on poles. But the Christians still, we got things going on and around us in, in life. But, you know, the word of God is our stability. It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. It, light, it, it, it shows you where you are, and it shows you where you're going. And that's one reason I don't pay a lot of attention. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't stick my head in the ground. I don't pay a lot of attention to news because, you know, it, it's yesterday's news. Mm-hmm. I want to look at the Bible because it's today's news and tomorrow's news. So <laughs> right. that's, why, that's why I like the Word of God. The thing is, too, especially like you said, you know, the news, the media, I think regardless of which side we're on, we could all agree. Like it's, it's being manipulated. They're, yeah. they're feeding a story and it's, you know, it's usually bad news and it's usually fear. Um, for, I guess I want to ask you is how do you stay in faith? How do you stay encouraged? How do you stay in confidence in a <laughs> world today to where like, honestly, like, most people are afraid to shake people's hand, to hug, and to be around people now because they're telling us everyone could be sick. How do you use wisdom but still stay in faith and be normal? You know what? The Bible says our life is hid in Christ and God. Now, now you know, I'm, I don't do foolish things. I keep that stuff in my truck and do my hands, you know what I mean, that kind of things. And, right. You know, I, I, I'm careful like that. But but the, the Bible says that God is with us, and if God is with us, and as God is for us, so how do I deal with with today? I, I today I was in a store. I go uptown. I speak to people, and you know, uh, some people wear masks, some people don't wear masks. So how do I deal with it? I deal with it. That's why I stay in the Bible according to the Word. You said, "Hey Matt, you said this about no matter which side you're on." And so, guess what side we're on? We're on the L and M side. Loving mercy. Love We're on the love and mercy side. We stay on the love and mercy side. So how do I deal with fear? Do I have to cast down thoughts and imaginations? Do I have to pray over ourselves? Do we have to, you know, because I look at it this way. The news tells you everything's wrong. Everybody's wrong. Everything's wrong. Nothing's right. You can't even, you know, don't do anything. Well, a lot hadn't changed. I mean, yeah, COVID's real, but we've always had the flu and had other things. So what, what, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to believe the Bible. We're supposed to believe the word. So if, if Jesus was here, and he is, but we just can't hear him necessarily talk other than through his word today. So if you and I would ask Jesus, we're just going to say, Jesus, what do you think about all this stuff going on? I think he would say, uh, it is written. <laughs> right. You know, he would say it is written. You know, uh, I, was, I was thinking about Isaiah 43. He says, I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. Or you are mine. Well, do I belong to the world or do I belong to God? Do I belong? So how do I keep my heart settled? I have to keep reminding myself. Do I have all these things coming against you just like you and I do? Uh, it, absolutely. I, at all times, you know, the, sometimes a thought will come like a Gatling gun. Sometimes it'll come like a grenade. Sometimes it comes like a bazooka. You know what I mean? But yeah. the way you fight it is with the same thing is the word of God. Some people say, well, you know, that's just fanatical Christianity. Well, I think Jesus, 
was, was pretty much, he said that they went and turned the world upside down. Instead of the world turning us as Christians, the, the side they're on and, and uh, how they feel, what we should say, what we should do. No, the Bible tells us what to do. Uh, Proverbs 23, 7, Matt says, as we think in our hearts, so are we. And you're talking about fear. Mm-hmm. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And then Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the thoughts I have towards you. So am I going to let the thoughts of what God says about me rule who I am? Or am I going to let the thoughts of what the world is trying to penetrate me say who I am? So we actually have to make a stand. We have to announce. Jesus. Oh, I just got excited. You have to forgive me. <laughs> we got to announce to the world that Jesus Christ is risen. We got to announce to him that he's for real, that he's the Lord thy God that healeth thee. He's the, he's the one. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you for I am with you. Now, my brother, you know, my brother, Jerry, he said, that's why he doesn't like to fly a lot because he said, below, I'm with you always. You've heard that. But <laughs> the truth of the matter is God is with us. He's, he hadn't leave us. You know, uh, uh, Isaiah 55, uh, I think it's uh, 5310. I saw this years ago, Matt. says it pleased the Lord to bruise him. When I saw that. What does that mean? It pleased the Father. So, you know, people say, well, the Jews killed Jesus. They didn't kill Jesus. He said, nobody kills me. I lay my life down. Nobody, what killed Jesus was mine and your sin. And so when we understand the sacrifice, so you ask me, how do I stay joyful? How do I stay in faith? How do I stay uh, walking with God? Well, and let me tell you, I'm not perfected at it, but I sure if, fall, if I fall, I'm going to fall in the direction of the cross. I can tell you that where he is, <laughs> right? Yep. So how do we do that? Well, John 15, 11 says, I've said all these things. So Jesus has told us all this stuff. No. And he says, I've said all these things so that my joy would remain in you and that your joy may be made full. Now, joy is part of the fruit of the spirit. Now, the world will come to rob you by distractions, by circumstances, by things coming our way, by the news. I actually think that part of our situation we're dealing with in the world, and, and I'm not... Uh, down into all the, the, the whole news thing. I'm just saying, what information are we allowing into our own being? What information am I, what is taking precedent over my information, uh, over my, over my, uh, what I'm, my knowledge? Where am I gaining my knowledge? Well, if I don't get it from the Bible, then I'm going to get it from someone, somebody who don't have any idea what they're talking about. Somebody that says, hey, you need to be fearful. You need to watch out. Well, we should be should be careful but and not careless. But uh, as we think in our heart, so are we. Our thinking is our believing. So, let so me if ask you go around, yeah, no, I was going to say, if you go around talking fear, then you, that's what you're going to live. Right. That's who you are. And that makes, I mean, that breaks my heart because I know so many, you know, friends and family members who are literally petrified, but they fill their mind with petrifying things. And it's yeah. like, and I ask them a simple question there. I try not to sound religious, but it's like, you know, hey, how much time have you spent with God? How much time have you read the Bible? Oh, I haven't because blah, blah. And it's like, well, there you go. I, I did want to ask you this because you yeah. are 73. Matt, I love you, but I'm only three score and 10. Three score and 10. That's just 70. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're 70 years old. Your wife, Jackie, and you just celebrated 50 years of marriage. Congratulations. I was there. 
Love this. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And here's here's important to the listeners. So Greg Pope is 70 years old. Uh, you've been following Christ your entire life. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you've had an easier life. You've seen just as much, if not maybe some worse circumstances than someone who's not a believer. Um, have you ever lost faith? And why did you stay in the faith believing Jesus, believing God, despite what you've gone through? Because, I mean, you're 70. You've kept your marriage strong. You've kept your life in faith. I just want to ask a simple question. Why? And did you ever lose faith? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, and I, somebody asked me that before uh, about have I lost faith? Well, I didn't find it. Jesus found me. Jesus came finding me. So he found me. And in him, I live and move and have my being. Now, do I, do I have thoughts that everybody has thoughts they have to deal with? Everybody has things they have to deal with. But, but you ask, so we go back to this, Matt. He said, I found thy word. It was the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Well, take for instance this, Matt. So how, how do you maintain? So what you're saying is, how do you maintain a walk with God without letting fear come in and overtake us? Letting the thing that, you know, what do we do? Well, Psalm 34, you don't mind if I read the Bible, do you? You care? I know this. I don't, I don't think you can go two sentences without saying the word of God. I've watched I hope you. Not. I hope not. I mean, what else am I going to do? I mean, that's all I know. Yeah. I could, I could ask you, hey, Papa Pope, where do you want to eat today? Well, the Bible says that's how you'll answer me. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I love yeah. you. Yeah. And Jesus did, you know, he, he, eat all, he ate all kinds of stuff. And in the South, we know how to eat all kinds of stuff. So Psalm 34 <laughs> says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Well, what time are we in that? What times are we in? We're in a time of things, destruction. We're in a time of our government, this. We're in a time of our pandemic. We're in a time of people wondering and scared and wondering about their children, wondering about this and that. Uh, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And Hebrews 13, 15 says that I will continually offer up a sacrifice of praise, even with my lips giving thanks to his name. Now, the Bible says that we live by the fruit of our lips. So for your listeners, let's just ask ourselves, what have we been saying? What have we been saying? Have we been saying God is for us? Or we've been saying, oh my, this world's going to hell in a hay basket. Mm -hmm. I don't know what in the world. I've never seen youth so bad. Well, go tell anybody that it's been every generation. Does, you know it what I mean? does, does this bother yeah. you? Because because this bothers me, if I'm being honest, Christians, yeah. pastors, friends, family of mine post exactly what you just said. They'll post something along the lines of this world's going to hell in a handbasket. Hashtag Jesus come quickly. Hashtag Jesus come now. And the reason that bothers me is I'm like, I don't want Jesus to come right now. There's so many people that aren't going to make it if he does come. So let's yeah. go and help them like yeah. it's almost kind of like the mentality like to hell with you to heaven with me let's go and yeah, it really no. bothers me yeah because you know what as christians what the number one thing god has given christians is a voice man in the earth you're the you're the doctor voice is what Same. i call you you know what i mean you you're the voice of that thing you're, you're i mean really you you have a voice and so but what if God is a he made us spirit speaking beings, the Bible says in Genesis. That's why we're made in his image. Cows don't talk. The serpent used to talk, by the way, because he spoke to Eve. 
And but wow. God did, He picks that. Now all He can do is hiss. And what happens is He'll come hiss and tickle your ear. So you and I have a voice because what we're dealing with is the voices that's coming after us over the news, over anything. It's kind of, so we're to announce to the world that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world and that announcement. But first of all, the Lord told me one day, he said, do you know, do you know who needs to hear the gospel? Then you know what the gospel is, the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, we've watered it down. So it's, you know, some people don't even, it doesn't even look like good news anymore. You know, oh, God man. put this that on. Is oh, my. such a hot topic for Eli and I right now is how the yeah. church has gotten away from the gospel. The gospel. It's the good news. You know, you, you, hey, you, Billy Graham saying uh, uh, their, their slogan is uh, always good news. Always. It's always good news. And so. We've gotten so far away with that. So the bad news around us is what we are spewing. Mm. It's what, even as the body of Christ, we're repeating what the world's saying instead of saying what our father is saying. You know, the other day, Jackie and I were, were driving. Oh, I got the prettiest wife in the world. We, we were driving. And she looked at me. And I'm telling you, that I just felt the presence of the Lord when she said this. She said, she said, you know, we belong to God. That's all she said. We belong to God. And it smacked me. I thought, yes, we belong to God. So, because see, until we get our identity of this, do your children wonder if there's anything in the refrigerator that they can have? They have to get your permission to get anything out of the refrigerator, Matt. No. You have to get anything. God is our father. So, uh, I don't know if I'm answering any, any of your, any of your questions here, but I can tell you, I, I can tell you this, Jesus, the good news is this, uh, uh, I'll refer to another Bible story. If you don't mind, if that's mm -hmm. okay. The good news is this, there was a ram caught in a thicket and Abraham took his son up on a hill. Isaac, Isaac had the wood. Isaac was carrying the wood. Abraham had the fire. There was a ram's horn caught in a thicket. The lamb of God, Jesus got caught in the thicket for you and I. And he took our thorns and he took our pains and he took our, the, whatever the devil brought to us. So that's why the Lord stayed the hand of Abraham and the ram. So Jesus took our place. So now in him, we live and move and have our being. And the, what we bring to God now is ourselves. And that's the wood that we put on. We, by what we say, by how we live, by how we act. Here's a, by what, that we walk in love. See, the enemies come to make us not love one another, to make us uh, have ethnicity uh, be the topic of everything. When, when all that, all we are is different colors of clay. So we're all dirt. We're just different colors of dirt. But he made us all. We're all made in the image of God. So now what we're to do is to speak like he's speaking, that, that we don't. Uh, matter of fact, James says, how is it possible out of the same fountain comes blessing and cursing? Right. How is it possible? How is it, it should because where there's strife and envy, there's confusion and every evil work. Well, we shouldn't be surprised. But our goal, and you say for me, you know, you got me on here. So my my goal in my life is to put a guard over my mouth, is to put a guard over my thoughts. Second uh, Corinthians ten five says, "Take no thought." You know, uh, cast down every thought and every imagination that will exalt itself above the knowledge of God in Christ. So that that's that's how I. I deal with the fear. Do, do, do I am I, do I have it come? Does it come? But the only thing I can say is what Jesus said. It is written. 
And if I don't use it as written, I'll be smitten. <laughs> Let me ask. Okay, so take me back to you, the early days, uh, hey. because you're you're 70 years old right now. How how did you grow up? Where did you grow up? What were your parents like? Like, were you always like this? Um, yeah, my mom and dad. Uh, I grew up in a in a great home. Mom and dad loving me. Uh, you know, my dad was a strict disciplinarian, but he had a lot of love. You remind me a lot of my dad when it comes to how you how you discipline your children. You you're straightforward. You discipline them, yet you you know you love them and you you hug them. So that's, that that's a big deal. Uh, I grew up this way. The greatest thing my dad ever taught me was this. Once we dealt with something, he said, son, we've dealt with that. Now don't bring it up again. That taught me a lot about the character of God. Wow. He said, I cast your sins as far as the East is from the West. So let's don't keep rehashing things. And and so I grew up, my dad became crippled when I was eight years old. And, and uh, how, did, he was how did he become crippled? Into, pardon? How did he become crippled? Uh, he worked with livestock a lot and he had a, a, a blood clot. Uh, actually, he 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 was quite a quite a man's man, and and uh, so he had a, a a big bull stepped on his foot and caused blood clots. And this is before it's 1958, before they had you know the, the cumin and heparin and all that stuff or to, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And so uh, he had blood clots. He was in the hospital, in his through his heart, in his lungs, in a coma, gonna die. You know, I spent the night in the hospital with him. They, they let me do that. He was in, he was in first five years. He's crippled. He's in the hospital a total of a year. So he, he was in there pretty Holy good. Smokes. So, but, so I grew up like that. I grew up and then, and then, uh, I loved the Lord. And then Jackie and I got married at a young age, you know, and, uh, so we served the Lord together, but then, but then we got, uh, we we got to understand that the Bible was for real, man. We got we turned our lives over to Jesus totally and completely. Said, Holy Spirit, just take over. Just come to you know. We want to learn about you. We want to learn to live with you. We want our lives to count for you. So, how did you, how did you know it was real? And like, and didn't you ever question like, you know, if God's real, why doesn't He heal my dad? Why is my dad crippled? I tell you a sad story, uh, Matt. This is this is this is really a little tender for me. Uh, when I was 13, we were over at a, at a, a family gathering on Thanksgiving, and uh, my dad was crippled. I, I don't even know if he made it, if he was there. He may have been at home, but we had mom and, 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 and us, we went. And I overheard some family members, not immediate family, but family members. Mm-hmm. As I walked through the kitchen as a young boy, I heard them say, boy, D.W., my dad's name was D.W., Said DW must have committed a grave, terrible sin for God to make him cripple like that. Mm. And see, that was older people I heard saying that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and so that impacted me. It, you know, I knew my dad pretty good, but still that impacted me that God, oh, so God is now dishing out uh, cancer and stuff on people. See, and, and this is what I come to grips with. Jackie and I later on came to grips with. If God is dishing out, COVID, if God is sending a plague, if God is sending cancer, then why will I go to a doctor or get inoculated to not get it? It doesn't make sense. Right. Why wouldn't I just be in his will if I love him so much? So I grew up, I grew up, but as I, but my dad, so we, we, we got to where we, we saw Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul and all that's within you, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul and forget none of his benefits. Verse three, who forgives all our iniquities? Semicolon, who heals all our diseases. Wow. <laughs> Semicolon, who heals all our diseases. Right? Yeah, right. And I thought, 
well, this is God's word. They told me that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believed in him would be saved. But it also says the next verse, but he didn't come into the world to condemn the world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and I begin to see, hopefully not, and I'm still learning uh, every day a lot, hopefully, but I begin, I begun to see Matt, that, that God's nature and character is what I needed to get involved in. I need to learn what is his nature. What is his character? How does he feel about life? How does he feel about you? How does he feel about fear? What does he feel about what, what we're feeling in the earth today? What does he feel about if you wake up and, and somebody says, well, so, so-and-so has the How do we deal with this? And, and the truth of the matter is, the way we deal with it is we say, well, you know what? God is with me. God is for me. And if he's so for even, me, he's even when me. you're Even when you're not seeing the result you pray for or you're hoping for, you just still trust that God is with you, despite how you feel. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and then I try to find what I try to make my adjustment. What is it I'm missing here? I, I ask the Lord, what is it that I may be doing wrong? What, what you know, in my own belief. Now, so, the, so do you? The, think, and do I you take think... it back to this about the character uh-huh. and nature of God, because I, I asked the Lord one day. I was driving this back when I was uh, had a, was sailing on the road. I was driving. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I said, uh, Jesus, I'd really just like, Father, I'd just really like to see. I said it this way, Father, I'd really like to see you. I'd really just like to know you. And I heard this verse. Jesus said this verse. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you know me, you know the Father. So how do, how do we know what God's like? And I think that's the question today is what we're dealing with. Right. Is God sending this? Is God doing this? Where's the fear? Should I be fearful? And God said, fear not. Over and over in the Bible, God says, fear not. And yet we, we're like, well, God's that. No. How can that be? He's not double-minded. My dad was never double-minded. So I, I, that, that, it was a great lesson for me. So when we talk about your dad, take me back to your dad, because, you know, you also said, like, you look at yourself like, God, was there something wrong with me? Like, did your dad ever think that or believe that? And, and what ended up happening with your dad? Did he pass away in a wheelchair? Like what happened? No, he didn't. Uh, my dad, uh, here's the story. So my dad was this, was, was of this mind that if God wanted to heal him, he could do it. I, I remember years ago when I was real small, brother Oral Roberts was in Tallahassee. And so, which is a little piece, two and a half, three hours from the house. And so he was, uh, and somebody said, D.W., you ought to go down there. Well, and I wish we had a, because Brother Oral had a, a great anointing on his life. But we didn't. But we didn't. So, but what happened, Jackie and I, my wife and I got filled with the Holy Spirit and began to believe the whole Bible. And we told my daddy, said, look, this is what the Bible says. So ever, then my brother, then my brother Jerry did. So then Brother Clifford, all of us. And so then what began to happen was every time we get together, we'd pray. Over and over, we prayed. Daddy said he felt like a porcupine was coming at him. Everybody laid hands on him. We saw all of us children. We'd go to eat. and We'd pray over him. About his so healing. You're, you're praying for him to get healed and Be get healed. out of the wheelchair. Absolutely. Thanking the Lord for it. Just saying, Lord, that uh, uh, 2,000 years ago on the cross, by His by your stripes, we were healed. And he was in the mm-hmm. wheelchair for how long? Uh, 20 years, five months. 20, 20 years, years, five months. Yeah. And y'all are still years. laying hands on him. I'm, I'm assuming it's numerous times and. You don't see him get better, no. but you stay in faith and keep going. Keep going. And then I was down at the, on the farm, and, I, and, uh, and he was on a golf cart. He used to get around on a golf cart, elevate his feet. That's how he got around it, on a golf cart. 
He'd elevate his feet. He used to stand up for a moment. All his blood would go to his vena cava veins were tied off. All his bloods would go down and they had no return. So he had to elevate them or he'd pass out in just a minute or so. And so he'd elevate his feet and that's how he was able to get around. And so I heard him yell and he yelled and he said, so I, I, I looked and he was running down the road to me. He hadn't ran. I never, I hadn't seen him running since I was eight years old. No way. And I'm 28. And so he's running down the road to me. So <laughs> there's a Run, pastor I mean, like down that's, there. That's a huh? moment, right? He's running down the road to you. I mean, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't and pass out. Say again. And he doesn't pass out. Oh, no, no, no. He's healed. He's healed. What happened was he, he, he got off. He said, the Lord spoke to him to get off his golf cart. Now manifest your healing. So he got off and he said, the moment he got off, he fell in the ditch. He said, so he, and he, he said, I said, and, he got up and, and he fell. Got up, he got up, stood up, and then he fell. And this is what he told me. He said, he said, I said, Satan, I rebuke you out of my body in the name of Jesus. And so, you know, so let me stop there and clarify this, Matt. So where, do, where does, where does, the Bible says in Acts 10, 38, Jesus went around doing good, healing all the sick or oppressed of the devil. Well, sickness hidden from God is an oppression of the devil. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what the Bible says. So, uh, so he ran down there and, and, and I had an African-American brother down there. He'd stop in and we'd shout it out. He was a pastor. So he happened to be stopping down there at the farm with me. And we, he and I were just visiting, enjoying Jesus. And uh, so my dad came down there and the rest is history. So your dad and, uh, never went, never he went lived back to the wheelchair. That was, he was 68, I believe, when he got healed or something like that. 68, 89. So another 21 years, never went back to the wheelchair. No, you know what? He, you know what? No, he didn't. You, you know what? He, uh, my first thing he did with my mom, because he hadn't driven my mom in town for years, for 20 years, five months. First thing he did, he took my mom. He said, get in the car. And he made her sit by him and he drove her through town like they were dating. <laughs> That's true story. That is so great. So you so, saw, I mean, when you see something like that, I mean, that it, it's almost like there's no turning back in faith because you saw firsthand a miracle. Well, a some miracle people told me, they told me that they said, look, God, God doesn't do the miracles anymore. So my, you know, what am I going to say to him? I said, well, you know, you just got to me a little too late. He's already visited our house. So, yeah. <laughs> so did you ever, I mean, did you ever get the opportunity? Cause like in my mind, I'm like, let's go back and tell those old people when you were eight that said that thing about your dad, let's go show them. Well, you were wrong. No. Like, no, like, no, what no. do you do with those people? Do you just let it not hurt you and just let them believe what they believe? Like, how do you yeah. do that? Well, you can't change anybody else's mind. Only the Lord can do that. You can't even get saved unless the Lord draws you. So, you know, he did, he told me to walk in love. He didn't. He told me not to quit figuring out everything and quit. Don't try to correct people. I mean, you know, I was going to say this earlier. He asked me. He said, "Who who needs to hear the gospel the worst that you know of?" And I thought to myself, oh, "Probably me." He said, "Yeah, continue to tell yourself the good news. Continue to tell yourself what the Bible says." And so it sort of takes care of itself. Uh, he said, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So it's not my place to, to do that. If I got to talk about what somebody's doing wrong, then I'm not sure what I'm doing is right. If I got to throw off on them. I got a tough question for you. Okay. You, you do not see this coming. 
but this is what bothers me in my spirit. An atheist friend of mine said this to me, and I think it's a good question. He said, Matt, I know you, you know, you talk about faith and you think, and you talk about miracles and this and that. And he asked me, and I'll ask you and I'll ask everybody who's, uh, believes in miracles and faith. He said, if God heals the way that you heal, why aren't you in the hospital right now getting people out of beds from COVID? And that sat with me and that sunk with me. And I've been praying on that for a while. I mean, my gut would be like, oh, because they're not letting me in the hospital. But it's like, (laughs) if I really knew in my heart that every person that I pray for, like Jesus did, would get out of that bed, I'd bust through that door. And I'd say, you stand there. Just give me, give me a minute. Yeah. And we'll we'll see who's right. How would you answer? I mean, it's a good question. It's a tough question. It's a very very good question. I would answer it. If you don't mind, Matt, I'll refer you back to the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. I'd answer, I'd answer with the Bible. You think when Jesus went by the pool of Bethesda, that there was only one, there was only one sick person laying there to get in the crippled man to get in the pool. Mm-mm. No, there were a pile of them. You, you, you know, when, when people, uh, all these people were crowded around Jesus and, and, and his disciples, and, and he asked the disciples, he said, somebody touched me. They sort of said, touch here. You look, at, look, we're in a crowd. Everybody's telling you, no, this woman, woman touched him with her faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what Jesus did, so the question to you is, why don't you go in and heal all these people that's got it? So Jesus said, I don't do but what I see the Father doing and hear the Father saying. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Lord, you know what? I've heard, I've heard of people going in and doing that before. I've heard of people, the Lord tell them to go in and, 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 and it, it's, uh, we're not God. If we were, we'd have things in a real mess. So, right. so the trip for, for me, it's like, do I pray for people? Yeah. I've prayed for folks but before to be healed and, and they died. So what I do with that, I, I obeyed the Lord the best I knew how. So that's my responsibility, Matt, is to see, obey the Lord the best I know. And then the rest is up to him. Yeah. You know, we also prayed for people that were supposed to die, that were supposed to die and they live. Right. It's like, and, and that's the stuff that keeps me going. Like when people ask me about, you know, faith and, you know, because I believe it's always God's will to heal. Because if I if I don't believe that way, then when I pray for somebody and I'm not sure that God wants to heal them, then I can never really pray a prayer of faith. And the Bible says it's the prayer of faith that will heal the sick, right? What I, what I don't do is if I pray it doesn't happen, I don't feel guilty about it. Like I don't have condemnation or shame about it. But for me personally, what I do do is I go back to God, I go back to the drawing board, and I say, listen, we prayed for John, John passed away. I know it's yep. not your will, and I'm growing. Give yes. me a deeper revelation of what you're doing so I can go back after that again. And, you know, I, that's happened to me before, and I could tell you all this, and then I would go back into the same situation, and this time it's, you know, Betsy has the same thing that John had, and it just come from a different place, and and I see Betsy get healed. And I just think, like, you know, I'm not seeing all the healings and miracles that I want to see, but I'm seeing more than I saw 10 years ago when I was operating in this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're I mean, growing. We're not full grown, man. We're not full grown. I'll tell you when you'll know you're full grown is when you leave here, you know, yep. we're all growing in the Lord. 
we grow in, the, in, in, in who he is, what he's done. So basic things that I try to live by is this. Uh, the Bible says, I found thy word. It was joy and rejoicing of my heart. Jesus said, I watch over my word to perform it. In, in Romans, uh, sorry, in Isaiah 55, it says, as the snow and the rain come down from the mountains, so is my word that comes down. And it will accomplish what I've sent it to do. And so when you you said earlier about you talk to people, the Christians, and you say, well, have, have you been reading your Bible? No, I haven't. Well, the Bible is our life. It's the word of God. It's truly the word of God. So I take something like uh, Romans uh, 12, 11 says, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. That's, a, that's for me to do. It's for me to keep my passion toward him boiling hot. In my marriage, guess what? That's for me to do. Just keep my passion boiling hot. So radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit. Let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Now, here's the verse I want to wonder. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. So am I communing with what the world's feeding me or am I going to commune with God? Because we started off talking about fear, the fear. Right. How do we deal with this fear? The only way to deal with fear is to know that God's a God of love, of faith and of hope. You know, we win either way. Right. You know. Let me, you know, so l- let me ask you a, a direct question, because a lot of people that are listening, they don't have your revelation on God, your wisdom on God. So when when bad things happen to you like they do to everyone else, I know for a fact you're never questioning God. Where are you on this one? But the truth is a lot of people do. So here's my direct question I wanted to ask you. Can you tell me a time in your life that was the hardest challenge of your life and how you got through it because people are going through the hardest time of their life i've had people say matt i was literally thought i was going to die on my deathbed with covid and i listened to your podcast and you know that's when things slow down so you can listen to things more and you know i know that somebody's listening right now that is going through the worst time of their life and i would love the man of God to explain the toughest part of his life and how he got through it so they can be encouraged. Okay. Uh, the Lord spoke to my heart one time. I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do uh, financially. I mean, we were in a mess. I had no idea what I was going to do. I mean, it was closing in on me. It was like, I could feel it. And I love Jesus. I was, I was, you know what? I was doing everything I knew to do. I was working as hard as I knew how to work. I, I wasn't squandering money. I wasn't running up, et cetera, credit card and stuff. I, I, you know, I was doing all I knew to do. Mm-hmm. And so, and so the Lord, his voice just filled it was to me, it was audible. It may not have been, but to me it was. And this is all he said. I lived off of these two words for eight years. Hold steady. When everything's coming at you, this is what he told me. When there's nothing, when you've done all you could do, you stand. So when, when bad times or trouble comes or something comes your way and, and we don't know what to do, after having done all, we stand. We stand on what? On what he said. We know God is good. We know God loves us. We know Jesus left heaven and he didn't have to. We know he's born of a virgin. We know that he, that he walked a, a, a wonderful life. I'm telling you what I rehearse in a situation. I rehearse the gospel and remind myself of what God has done. So that's how I handle it. I remind myself of that. 
So because sometimes, Matt, there's no way out. You've done all you know to do. You believed all you know to believe. And so what do we do? What do we do? We stand. So I heard those words. And in the worst situation I can remember was those words, hold steady. And what ended up happening? We what, got did, hold, what, what did holding steady look like? We just, just maintained and did what we, what we do to do. And then the Lord comes and, and, and uh, I don't know how he, I don't know how he does it. I really don't know how he does it sometimes, but he brings, he brings about uh, uh, an impossible miraculous end to where you get delivered. And you, you know, you, I, I don't know. I don't even have words to explain it and take. I wish I did, but he makes it possible. So holding steady to me is this. I just hold on to those promises. Hold on to what he said. I remind myself of the promises. If it's healing, then I take that word on healing. I take Psalms 103. I take Matthew 8, 17. If it's fear, then uh, if it's anxiety, for instance. During this time, Matt, I, I, anxiety tried to grab me so bad that I would. it was like I was con- almost contorting in, in my head. So Philippians, and, and the Lord told me to look at Philippians 4, 4. And it said, be anxious for nothing, four, six, be anxious for nothing. Well, most of what the world wants us to do today is be anxious mm-hmm. about this or wonder or worry about this. He said, be anxious for nothing. Well, you can't do that unless you're going to believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those that believe him. This is all about what we're talking about to me is all about is Jesus real. Right. Is God real? Did his son really come? Are we announcing to the world? that Jesus saves? Are we announcing to the world that he delivers? Are we announcing to the world that Jesus heals? Are we announcing to the world that God has a plan? Jeremiah 29, 11, I, I, I begin to take scriptures like this. For I know the thoughts I have towards you, says the Lord. Now, when I saw that, man, I really got it. So God's thinking about me. He said, I know what I think about you. Plans to bless you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you an expected end. And so, you know, we were laughing a little bit about, you know, only having to go back to the word. I, I actually, Matt, I've I, I went to the world for my answers and I didn't find them. But when I went to the word of God for them, I found them. And, you know, uh, <clears throat> so that, that's that's how we have that's how we have to live. I the angel of the Lord, he camps round about them that fear him. We got angels working for us today. Right. Yeah. We got, he said, oh, taste and see that I'm good. So I try to spend my time, am I tasting of him or am I tasting of the world? Am I tasting of what he said and believing what he said? Are we in a battle? Absolutely. We're in a total battle, hands down. So do you fight? Or do you hold steady? Do you retreat? Yeah. Like I know you don't retreat. What do you do, and and how do you fight in today's yeah. world? Yeah, we fight the good fight of faith. So we don't fight the fight of COVID. We don't fight the fight of politics and government. We don't fight the fight of American righteousness. We fight the fight of faith. That's what you're Perfect. saying. That's what I'm saying. So. And then, so, because you, you told me earlier that, that I couldn't start two sentences without going back to the word. So, <laughs> how, so how do we fight the fight of faith? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right. Now, how do you boil that down 
to say, well, Jesus was the word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. So what did Jesus do? That's my word. If he was the word that was made flesh and dwelt among us, then, then that's what I'm going to believe that he brought. And the Bible says that he's exalted his word above all of his name. So what that means is all of God's word and all of God's promises met. Jesus signed his name to him in blood. I'm writing down things that you said. <laughs> well, he, uh, so what am I bringing? What am I bringing to the COVID table? What am I bringing to the fear table? What am I sitting down? What am I going to eat of when I sit down and look at all of this or deal with all this? I'm, I can only, I can only do what the Lord said. I can only uh, believe what he said over everything else. He told Israel, fear not, I am with thee. I am thy God. So he tells us the same thing. This is what I'm going to, I mean, this is what I'm going with that you just told me. The only fight we should be fighting is the good fight of faith. And that is a personal fight, never a fight with someone else. So put down your sword. Oh, I like it. Yes. Is that, you like that? I love that. Yeah. I took yeah. what you said and I put it in my own words. And I'm, I mean, that's for everyone right now. The only, so many different fights and arguments and philosophies and theories going around. The only fight that we should be fighting is the good fight of faith. And that's a personal fight, never a fight with someone else. So put down your sword. I got a Bible question for you. I just going to. Why, why in one chapter did Jesus tell them to go buy swords, and then the next chapter he tells Peter to put down his sword after he uses it? I've always wondered that. I don't have the answer. Because he used it wrong. At the, he used it at the wrong time. Everything's a season. Everything's a time. You can have a sword, but, I mean, I, I've got a gun, as you know. You've seen one or two. Oh, so, I got something really uh, funny to tell people right now, but keep going. So, but you know what? There's times to use them. There's times not to. I don't. I don't. Just because a deer walks through my yard and eats a pear, I don't go and shoot it. It's not hunting season. Wow. You know. No. So. So. Peter, so was it? Was there a time that Peter was supposed to use the sword? Absolutely. I believe it. I believe Peter would have used the sword to protect his family. I believe Peter would have used the sword if somebody came in his house to rob him and 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 to hurt his family. I believe he would have used his sword. I know I would. Eli. So this was this has always been a challenge for me. I I own guns. Right. And in my mind, I say if someone came in to harm my family, I, I'd pull a trigger, of course. Like right. I'm not gonna let anyone hurt baby Sam. Right. And then I always think like, well, would Jesus pull the trigger and kill someone? Like, I don't think he would. And I remember asking uh Papa Greg here. And I'm looking, I'm saying I'm in South Georgia and this is a couple months ago, and I'm looking at all his nice guns. He has a phenomenal collection right and uh you know they're 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 redneck boys down there that's just south <laughs> georgia and you know like but we're full of love oh totally full of, love. full of love and i remember asking it's one of my favorite things it's, it's my favorite story of him and i'm going through guns i go i go if someone broke in to your house and was gonna harm your family do you really think jesus would pull the trigger and shoot him and he looks at me he leans forward he goes the Jesus in me would. <laughs> so good. <laughs> well, hey, hey, you know, the, well, back to the Bible. He gives you the, he gives you the protection. He gives you authorities protection. He, he, it's, it's good. 
I love you. You're good. I'm all right. Before we close, I because I'm gonna go somewhere with this for you ladies. Yeah. You're gonna want to listen up to this. I'm gonna ask Papa Pope a question right now, and I yeah. think there's a good about seventy five percent chance he starts tearing up a little bit okay. when I ask him this question. Talking about, it. Uh, but I'm going somewhere with this, so go with me, Papa Pope. Um, tell me about your wife Jackie and why she's so special. You, you know when you. When, I knew where you were going. I started, and honestly, I teared up. I wish you hadn't have done that. But the Bible says, I love him. I love him. <laughs> Husbands, love your wife in the same manner as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. I told the Lord, we've been married eight years, and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I. I said, you would not tell me as a husband to do that if it wasn't possible or you would be a tempter because you don't require nothing of somebody that can't be done or then you wouldn't be just. And so, mm. I, you know, I felt like from that day he began to help me and I, I'm not perfected in it, but I certainly nobody's nobody can compare to Jesus. I mean, other than he lives in us and, you know, we're 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 growing up to be like him. But uh, so tell me, ask me the question again. I got, I sort of got lost when I looked at her and you know, closed my eyes and I saw her. I got a little lost there on what I should say. I said, tell me about your wife, Jackie, and what yeah. makes her so special? Really what makes her so special is I never met anybody in the earth that loves people, that is compassionate, that is, that is caring, that is engaging somebody said the other day in a meeting we were in they stopped and they said and they didn't say this about me but i'm i'm, I'm gonna talk to them about it later i mean what, what am i missing <laughs> you know but they looked at jackie and they said i just want you to know i've never seen you not engage with a person to give them your full attention no matter how busy you are and that's to me that's like god he gives us our where he gives us and so she's just the most wonderful person. God gave, God gave us each other. And uh, we're, uh, she just, she exemplifies what a lady should be like, what a mom should be like, a grandmother. Or, uh, she just, she's the best. Now, uh, and she's the most beautiful girl in the world. <laughs> and so, you know, honestly, for men, Matt, and for this, it's important. So how do I think? Because I have other I, in my life, I've had I've had other thoughts about oh really, doesn't that make you mad? Or oh you know I'm not just a goo goo person. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. so how do you do that? Uh, but the Bible says that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so if you make it's important, it's just not heaven. It's important where we put our treasures. I have a treasure with you as friendship. So you and I are friends. And, and we shouldn't take lightly uh, if people listening today and they have friends and they have people that, that, that they, that they, uh, that God's given them in, in relationship, especially husband and wife, you know, so many people and so all this stuff and all this COVID, all the financial stuff makes people sort of be at odds, but it can make people be closer together, Matt. It can come and bring us closer and that we can say, you know what? We don't know what we're going to do here. We don't know how we're going to do it, but we know God will. I remember one time for Jackie and I, we had I had some foreclosure notices come our way. So we didn't know what to do. We had done all we could do. 
Now, this may seem a little radical, but this is it's all we knew. So I looked at her and I said, well, honey, the only thing they can do is come shoot us and cut us up and boil us and eat us. I said, we might as well just laugh about it. So we did. <laughs> we had done all we could do. So after you have done all, you know, you just have you just have to stand. But for Jackie, uh, we we were we were we were getting this house. We didn't have any money to get this house with. Matt, you'll like this story. We had no money. Her uncle was giving us the down payment, so we made a ridiculous offer on this house. It was totally ridiculous. And so ridiculously we low, low, and it was oh, of course. And so, but the realtor said. He said, I will not give them this. I said, well, you know, it's legitimate. He, he said, I know. It was in another town. We drove an hour and a half because the guy had moved. It was a position. So we drove up there. We went in. And so we're talking and we offered him that. He said, what? And then when we kept talking, he said, well, how are you going to pay for it? I said, I said, I don't have any money and you'll have to fight it. <laughs> so, and he looks at Jackie. This is true story. He looked at Jackie. And he looked at me and he said, your wife has beautiful smile. She will be very pretty in house. That's how we got it. Wow. Oh yeah. Why? Because the presence of God on, on her and her and her doing her best to be at peace in the middle of a traumatic situation. She was choosing peace. So if I can say anything in that, so when I love her, so she always chooses life over death. She'll always choose good over bad. She'll always People bring her such news. I don't even want to know it sometimes, some things that people tell her, you know. But but you know what she does? She'll look at them and say, I forgive you, and Jesus forgives you. And it gives them the ability to go further and not to give up. So, so for you listeners, now you can know why I want to be around this man and his family. Just to put... Just to give you a visual of of what his life, what his family life looks like. So, Pastor Gregory Pope lives in South Georgia. His mother-in-law, Lila, who's 98, is that correct? No, 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 no. She'll she'll be 91 September 18th. Okay. She'll be 91. So, she's 90 years old, about to be 91. That's Jackie's mom. She lives with them. She is the most incredible woman. And then you have Gregory and Jackie, and Gregory and Jackie have two daughters, Angela, who lives in Cleveland, Tennessee, and Allison, who was on this podcast about two months ago. You can go back and look for Allison Bramlett. So they have Angela and Allison. Angela has two kids. Her husband is a football coach, and he's just, he's my future friend. He's, he's just my, he's my guy, and we're not even close at all yet. But uh, he's a football coach. And then Allison is married to Jeff, who was also on the podcast. They have two kids, Hunter and Caitlin. Hunter has a daughter. Caitlin has two sons. And just the they all live on the same street, except for Angela, who's in Cleveland, Tennessee. And it is what my ideal of a godly family and a real family should be. They are not exempt from problems. They are not exempt from life. And that is what I love about y'all the most is that you go through the same, if not worse challenges than most people, but your faith is the bedrock of your family and it shows. You instantly feel better, feel loved when you're around them. And that is why people 
primarily people who are in marriage crisis fly from around the world to be with you and Jackie. And y'all heard me talk on the Elizabeth Frazier podcast, uh, which was about four months ago. She was the young lady who was sex trafficked as a young girl. Anyway, here's my point. In that podcast, she said, I wish I had somebody that encouraged me that I could run to that I felt safe with. For me, that was my mom. I lost my mom in 04. Well, a year ago when I met the Popes, I found that thing I was missing. And I love you guys so much. I'm coming down there. I believe my birthday weekend in a month. Come on Which, home. And here's the truth. And I'm not saying it like you know to patronize you or anything, but like it, it's my birthday weekend. I can get on a, a plane. I can go to the Bahamas. I can go wherever I want. I want to get in my car and I want to drive eight hours to spend my birthday weekend in South Georgia with you and with you guys, because that's where I feel at home. I love you, man. Well, see, you also know that we need you. We need, we need the fellowship. We need the friendship. And I thought I was thinking again, as, as you were talking, Matt, with, with, you know, you're saying some very kind things about the, our family. We give you know, we give all the credit to the Lord without him. We could do nothing, but, the Bible says this, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. It doesn't mean that fear won't come. Deal with life. But what time we are, are afraid, we're still going to trust in him. And the Lord, the, the, the Lord will help us overcome our fears. He said, fear not, for I am with thee. So we do love our family. We love all of our family. Uh, we, we love that football coach, Damon. Uh, we, love all of our, we love all of our family. And we're talking about adoption the other night in a group of men at the church. And I said, you know, I've adopted my son-in-laws, you know, because adoption, it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do, we do know this, Matt, without him, we can do nothing, but with him, there's nothing that is impossible. (laughs) Say it, baby. Hey, I just thought I would challenge you, Papa Pope. I think you need to read your Bible more. I don't know if you know the Bible enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I Me and I are laughing. i'm joking i take that i receive that you cannot go through a sentence without saying well you know matt the bible says before i let you go we always ask our guests to you know one quote or one tip to help them level up for you i'm gonna ask for the people who are living in fear right now who are truly afraid that maybe don't know where to start or how to read the Bible, where would you have them start? Where, what should they read in the Bible? What, what's the verse or the chapter you would give them? I would give them the gospel of John. Just start in the gospel of John, the first, the, uh, the first chapter of John. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, I can give you some more, but, I, but, but just basically just start anywhere and then find you one word like fear. You know what I mean? If you if you can look up this word fear in the back of your Bible, look up fear and find verses on fear and find verses on faith. That's what I do. I find I'll find little trails. You know, I feel like that that the Lord uh, is putting me on uh, that that I begin to to look at and uh, begin to try to follow. So I would say, read the Bible, but know that Jesus, the Holy Spirit will teach you the Bible. The Holy Spirit wants to teach us about Jesus and about redemption and about life and about that he's with us. And the world will want you to be fearful. That's what the enemy does, that the, the enemy 
uh, he comes, he can only suggest to you this stuff about fear. But so how do, how do I deal with what do we do? We say, <laughs> we say what the Bible says, man, it is written. <laughs> it is written. I love you. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. I, don't, don't tell Rex and Dean and everybody, or don't tell Allison and, uh, and Jeff, but you're my favorite. Well, you know what, Matt, you and I, you know, we, we sing together. So we, we have, we have songs, you know what I'm saying? So I will so call, Eli, I'll, I'll call, I'll call Greg, yep. you know, most mornings and I'll just be, I'll just start singing and he'll join me. He That's knows, so good. he knows every song we, we sing to each other. I love it. Now you can see why I go down to South Georgia so much. Right. right? You got to bring, you got to bring your buddy there, Eli. Well, the plan was for Eli and I to come down and to interview you and Jackie, but we we pulled a uh, an audible today, and I had just you. I'm definitely having Jackie on this. Uh, She's the best by herself. Yeah, I mean, you ladies, all your ratings, all your ratings will go up. You ain't teasing. Uh, you know, all, all of our our listeners, male or female, but primarily female. Like that one's yeah. going to be a must here because I tell you, you're going to love it. I tell you a quick thing here, Matt. Years ago, Jackie and I, a friend put us up at Carmel, at, in California. We we're out there did the wedding for somebody, and so we were at Clint Eastwood's place, and mm-hmm. so uh, out there. Just so we were there, and we were eating, or we're going to eat. And Mr. Eastwood, this true story, Mr. Eastwood pulls up in his in his uh, Mercedes. And so we're walking by to his restaurant because this was his play, his play. And so I jumped between he and Jackie. I didn't even go in to shake his hand. I could jump between he and Jackie because if he'd have saw her, he'd have wandered in the movies and we don't have time. <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> You're my we favorite. had to keep going. You are the best. Hey, will you, uh, I like this idea. Will you talk to Jack, Jackie and coerce her to uh, come on the podcast next week and then we can just piggyback it and have you this week and her next week? She would love it. She would love it. All right, and tell her we're going to concentrate on um, like marriage and, and womanhood and, you know, what does a good wife look like? Because it's not just, and I don't know, man, I really felt this when I moved to the South, to be honest with you, not to bash anybody, but like the men out here really kind of stand on that verse, like wives submit to your husbands as if like, they're the subjects of the husband. And like, that's not what the Bible verse is saying guys. Like, hello. So they can only submit to love, Matt. God doesn't require a woman to submit to nothing but love. (laughs) You like that? You like (laughs) it? So we're going to talk about that with her. So I'm precursing it right now. Mama Jackie's coming on next week. Can we do it? So, yeah, we can do it. Well, I say we can. I'm not her boss, by the way, but I'll, I will I'll do my best. <laughs> do your best. I'll do my best. Incentivizer. I love you so much. Papa Pope in the house from Douglas, Georgia. He is the pastor of Covenant Church. How can people find you, follow you? Um, cause I follow you on the gram. I know, you know, a lot of that has to do with Allison. She runs it, but where can people find you? Uh, one connection.org is our, is, is our web, you know, our website. So the, the, everything will lead from there. One O N E connection.org. And then uh, covenant church Douglas is an app that, you know, we have things, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's just good. If, it, if they'll just read the Bible a little bit, they, they won't need much of me. <laughs> Does the mayor does the mayor of Douglas, Georgia love you guys because you've made Douglas, Georgia famous? He's a great guy. Mayor Tony Polk, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good you, guy. Yeah. You know everybody. Yeah. 
You're the man. I love you so much, man. Thanks for coming on. Oh, I love you. Thank I'll call you. you I'll call you. I'll call you seven times today. Okay. <laughs> All right. There, there you have it. That was the man, the myth, the legend, Papa Pope, Greg Pope from Covenant Church down in South Georgia. And again, you could follow him at oneconnection.org. I would highly, highly recommend it. And for people who ask me, like, where do I find encouragement from? I'm bringing my network of people that I draw from and ushering them to you guys. And they've all said they're available. So if you're wondering why you're stuck, why you're battling fear or why things aren't moving for you, reach out to the people that I'm ushering and putting in front of you. Go back and listen to past podcasts. And like I always say, please like, rate, and share. All of this is helping people. We bragged on a social media uh, a couple weeks ago. We've uh, surpassed the uh, the pinnacle 10,000 download mark. Like, yeah. we're, we're doing it, Eli. How many doing countries things. are we in now? Uh, I think like 35. 35 countries. Yeah. Almost and the 12,000 downloads. There we go. Doing it. And it's because of you guys. And, of course, it's because of the guests that we bring on. But it's because of you. So... Uh, and, and this is a resource for you. So use it, reach out to these people, like subscribe and share and above all else, stay safe. I'm glad y'all let me pivot this week and bring in, uh, you know, who I would call my spiritual papa right there. And, uh, that is Gregory Pope. This has been another week of level up.